Welcome to Becoming Church, the podcast where we discuss how the message and movement of Jesus is not just about becoming Christians, but about becoming the church. I'm your host, Kristen Mockler-Young, and I'm so glad you are joining the conversation. Hey, welcome back to Becoming Church, the summer staff series. We often have nuanced, you know, important, deep, really intelligent conversations here, but not this summer, not this summer. I wish y'all could see my guest today. She is sitting in her bedroom, but she is wearing her sunglasses. Y'all say hey to my girl, Quinesha. Hey, how are you? I'm so good. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. I've never been on a podcast before. Oh, well, welcome. I'm really excited that ours is the first one. I know as much as I talk, you think that I would've done this before, but no. Yeah. Either that or your friends just don't love you as much as I love you. Maybe that's, that's it. That's it. I'm convinced. That's it. So Quinesha, also known as Q or Miss Q around the M kids parts, give us a little bit of what do you do at Mosaic? I am the M kids coordinator. So I'm responsible for ensuring that all of the little kids there and some of the older ones get their curriculum. So literally everything that they're doing during church getting the curriculum set up, the items for the classrooms, ensuring the volunteers have what they need, coordinating volunteer schedules for M kids. And yeah, pretty much anything you see with that label, that's me. Yes. And you are saving my life. Also, Only a little bit. In the day to day. In the day to day. I still can't believe you were doing all of this in like your job. Why? Yeah. Um, because it needed to be done. We didn't have that's anybody. Good. So for a little background, you know, COVID affected a lot of people. It affected Mosaic as much as we're a church first, we're also a business. And so unfortunately our staff, um, in a variety of ways shrunk by about half, I would say over the last couple of years. And then again, because we're a business, our budget also took a hit. And so it, it was not one of those things, even when Mosaic opened back up or the world kind of came back around where we could just be like, all right, now we're going to hire back all of the staff positions because if you're going to offer somebody a job, like you have to have money to pay their salary. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. so yes, one of my ministries is I oversee M kids. I oversee all of our kids and family and Q. I just, I asked you, I guess one day and I was like, Hey, can you help me a little bit? And then a little <laughs> bit more, and then a little bit more. And then what if we paid you? And then what if you were you literally <laughs> weaseled your way into me being on staff? Like the evolution, when I go back to think on it is hilarious. It's like, what about this? And I'm like, no, what about this? Okay. Okay. What about this? Hmm. Uh, listen, don't be, telling people, don't be telling lies to the people. Here's how it actually went down. Okay. <laughs> Every time I was like, Hey, Quinesha, I have a proposal for you. We're going to pay you and blah, blah, blah. Your response. I will go back to the text thread. I will find it. I will screenshot it for the people. It's like, listen, this is an answer to prayer because God knows I'm bougie. And I was just asking him about how I am going to support my current lifestyle. And this is just going to be a win-win situation. That's pretty much exactly what I said. Because that's what it was. That was it. I do have this lifestyle. And I don't, sometimes I don't like that I'm this way, but I accept it. Hey, I'm this way too. And so (laughs) (laughs) let's go. (laughs) Yes. I love it. But thank you. I'm here and I love it. I do love being here. I have to say yes. That. And, but this is a part-time gig for you. Um, mm-hmm. you are on part-time staff at Mosaic. What is your actual, like full-time real job? 
my full-time real job because Mosaic is a fake job. I'm kidding. It's not. <laughs> no, <laughs> I work for Wells Fargo. I'm a work director. So I actually assist a team of loan officers and their files coordinating relationships with the referrals and partners we get from the bank branches. Okay. I'm going to write that down because whenever anybody asks me what your full-time job is, I'm like, um, Excel spreadsheets money. Basically Something. you're not wrong. You're <laughs> actually not wrong. And when you write it down, tell me like can you send it to me because it changes every time <laughs> I tell it to someone. I'm like, I don't know. I do this and I do that spreadsheets. That's what I was just saying. Yeah. Spreadsheets. I'm like, I think she works at the bank and spreadsheets Excel. That's all I know. I think you handled it. That's, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Well, I'm glad that M kids gives you a little bit more of a creative outlet. Let's your fun side come out because it's yes. definitely in there. It does. So you are relatively new to Mosaic. How long have you been part of Mosaic? How'd you find us? Well, I found y'all through uh, my good big bro, Chris Williams, shout out Uncommon. Mm -hmm. Who is a volunteer at Mosaic. Yep. Yeah. I was going through my own transitional phase. Like, you know, should I, is it okay to even leave a church? Because this was like the second time I had left a church, so to speak, in my adult life. And not even because things were bad. I just felt like I wasn't getting fed anymore. And I remember talking to Chris about it one day and like, I just don't know what to do. Is this okay? Is this normal? And he literally said to me, well, you can't take Flintstone gummies your whole life. And I was like, huh. He's like, I mean, you can, but after a certain point, it's not really going to do much for you because you've grown. So you now have to start adjusting. And then he told me about Mosaic because that's where he was plugged into. And that's how I started going there. I started the week before Easter was the first time. It was the first day y'all had came back after opening back up from COVID. That was the first Sunday I came. And the week afterwards was Easter. But we didn't actually meet you. You met me uh, online. We did. Yeah, it was that. What did y'all, what is this? Some kind of It was after party. So now... Yeah. So we've done lots of different things to try to get people connected. And we were doing a lot of zoom calls and zoom meetings. And so we were doing after party online for anybody who basically had started virtually joined, you know, mosaic during the pandemic. And you, I remember you jumped on and they were like moderately successful. Um, they were really successful at the beginning. We'd have a lot of people and then like zoom fatigue hit, you know, as mm-hmm. we got further and further, cause everybody was like, I'm on zoom for school and work and small groups. And mm-hmm. I can't be bothered to be on one more time. But I remember you came on because most of the people who joined us for after party on zoom would like sit there and they'd have a little setup and they had like a lamp or, um, maybe a ring light that was rare outside of the staff. And they would just like sit and they wanted to listen and get to know. And you must've been on your phone. Cause you were like, all right, eating Chick-fil-A, like getting ready to go to dance practice. And you were like, all over I did place. not know. I had no idea what was <laughs> happening. Chris just sent me a link and was like, here, check it out. They do this all the time. And I was like, okay. And of course I didn't read all the details in the email. So I'm yeah. just joining thinking that it's going to be more so like, I guess an informational session. And then I saw other people had their cameras on. And I was like, I guess I should too. Here we are. And then I was eating, but like everybody had their cameras on. I felt awkward. And I'm like, well, I can't stop eating, which I want. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was great. But I loved it because already from the very first time we met you, I was like, all right, I want to get to know her. I like this girl. She is fun and she has energy and like, she has a whole vibe. (laughs) <laughs> and I need that in my life. <laughs> well, I remember you on that call, like so determined to actually say my name. She was like, it is Quinesha. I got it right. Chris told me to call you Q. And I was like, no, 
her name's Quenisha and I'm going to say, and I'm going to get it right. And I was like, oh, yay. Okay. I like this. I like her. Where yes. is she? I mean, we call you Q for short sometimes, but I'm like, what kind of white nonsense is that, that I'm just going to say, I'm going to call you by the first letter of your name because I can't be bothered to figure out how to pronounce it. Yeah, oh, ma'am. And this is why I love you. One of the reasons. <laughs> just one. Just one. We're not doing that around here. All right. So why did you decide to go from being on a zoom call with us? You decided to start attending mosaic. Mm-hmm. You were coming, you know, I would say as an attendee, somebody who was just deciding to make mosaic their home and besides the money for your bougie lifestyle, <laughs> like, why did you decide? <laughs> okay. I love mosaic enough that I want to be involved in part of it. Well, I always knew that wherever I ended up, I always wanted to work in the children's ministry. I've done that every single church I've been in, just from a teenager, being on the dance ministry at previous churches and helping out with theirs and with the kids there. So I've always, always loved working with kids. And anywhere I go, I do that. So I knew that wherever I ended up with had to have a children's ministry and a good one (laughs) at that, Mm -hmm. you know, or it's some type of potential. So when I got there, Chris had told um, Dom, who was MKS coordinator at the time, like immediately told her about me and was like, that's who you need to talk to. And Dom's like, mm, let me let her breathe a little bit, you yes. know, see if she even likes the people here. Yes. And she just introduced her. Well, actually, I introduced myself to her and we just talked for a few weeks and I may have been there for a month. And I was like, yeah, just, you know, let me know. I want to start shadowing because that's a big thing for me. Like I love being in church. I love hearing the word. I love praise and worship, but I love being with and around the kids and helping them get there too. So that's a really big part of me. If I can't do that, then I feel like something's missing. That's awesome. What, what is it about kids ministry that you like so much? Well, because I'm a big kid Mm -hmm. and (laughs) I get to be the biggest kid with them. So like when I was being a volunteer with elementary kids, it's all kinds of stuff. You can just sing any kind of song or have all the energy in the world. And then me being the coordinator, I remember thinking at one point, like I wouldn't be able to do that as much, but I literally sat out there Sunday. There was a new kid that came and he was like super excited to be there. You could tell, but his brother Aww. was a little more calm. And I was like, are you excited? And he's like, yeah. And then from there, we both just start like jumping and saying different <laughs> things. Are you excited? <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. How excited are you? Oh my gosh. So excited in the foyer, just going for it. Mom's looking at us like, wow, it's two crazy people now. That's great. <laughs> and I love that. I love that. I can just let that part of myself out and show and it has such an impact because that same little kid when I went upstairs to check on everything just seeing if they needed anything else he came running up to me like he knew me and now he had a connection to the church so now he wasn't so apprehensive about being up there with people he didn't know simply because somebody else was excited yeah well I guarantee you the mom was not thinking you were a crazy person I'm guarantee you she was thinking here is finally somebody that connects to my kid understands my kid and Yay for us finding a place where my kid can show up how he is and not having to yeah. be like suit and tie and serious and be quiet in church. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Same. I love it. That's awesome. I love that. You are the perfect person for M kids. And so I'm so, so glad that, that you're on the team. What's your, you said you've done kids ministry a lot. What's your church background? Like growing so, up and whatnot. Growing up, I, we were more of like Christmas and Easter Christians. Okay. Like, you know, priesters. Always, is that what it's called? Yeah. Priesters. Priesters. Like if you smush Christmas and Easter together. Priesters. Mm. I've also heard it called, uh, CEOs Christmas and Easter only. 
Oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. We were CEOs, <laughs> not that fancy at all. But we would go just like to my grandma's church. Whenever we would go back to visit her, that was it. Or when I were, whenever I would spend time with her over the summer, I went to vacation Bible school every summer. Awesome. You know, that was the extent of it until like I got to be a teenager, probably around 13, I'd say we started going a lot more. And that's where my church background started. I went to Christian school my whole life. Okay. So I guess they thought that was enough at the time. And then when I was a teenager, they're like, oh, let's start picking things up a little bit. And it just progressed from there. Awesome. And then you started serving in kids ministry, like in high school? Um, uh, well, yeah, actually. So uh, high school, I was on the dance ministry. So I was, I was in the dance. Yeah, what you dropped that earlier and you drove by, you just whoop, drive by <laughs> dance ministry. What did, what, what? Yeah. It's not a dance team, but at church. So if you've ever been to maybe conferences, it's honestly more common with like, you know, brown people just saying, okay. we have dance ministries and people doing everything. It's pretty common for them to do it so often at churches or during the conferences. My mom was the overseer of the dance ministry at the time. So okay. she would say, Hey, I want this move. And I would do a move and it looks like, and then we go teach it to people. That's pretty much what it was. And I was the one who did most of the stuff with the younger kids because her patience kind of runs out right at about like 13, 13 and down. Okay. She's like, what are you doing? Nope. Can't handle it. That's passed off to you. So I would work with those younger kids and also do dances with them, different events or different things that we had going on in the church. Yeah. So there'd be like the choir would be singing or somebody would be singing and then y'all would get up on stage or up front somewhere. But wouldn't always be with the, the choir singing. So okay. it wasn't, we never actually did it with the praise thing. There was a song, like there would be a song and we would literally yeah. perform. Just Love get it. up there, perform to the songs that were there. Yeah. It's called what liturgical kind of, dance. I was just going to say what kind of dance. Okay. So, well, liturgical is like the technical term for, I guess, dancing in church, liturgical okay. dance, which is mostly like contemporary modern type feel you'll see but we did everything. So we did a lot of Kurt Franklin and Ty Tribbett, which is a lot of upbeat stuff. So that was awesome. like hip hop. So we're up in the church doing that. The boys did mime. We did some like uh, contemporary liturgical, some jazz kind of fun stuff in there too. We tapped for a piece. So we were fun. doing all kinds of things. We had kids who could do flips. If you could, if you had a trick, my mom was throwing it in the dance. <laughs> That's how it went. We had flags, all kinds of stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, That's, I cool. love that so much. Okay, and well, okay. Do you finish your answer? What was? What did I ask you? I don't know. I think. Oh, I was about your church background going up. Did you that finish that? Yeah. I don't know. I'm done. I may have rewound too too fast. Too far. <laughs> okay. Well, I was gonna say, and you really know a lot about dance now because you you are in a dance team professionally. Yeah, I'm with Pro Force Dancers. We are an independent dance team. We're currently contracted by Charlotte Thunder, a semi-pro football team here in Charlotte. So we dance for them. We're their cheerleaders, but we do appearances and performances and parades and events and different things like that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's me. And then just dancing in different classes, taking classes, doing performances with studios. That's been like a big chunk of my, I guess, adult life. Dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But you love yeah. it. So that's good. I do. I love it. That is my outlet. That's where I get to go express myself in so many different genres, different ways. And and that's fun. That's awesome. Did you ever think about doing it like full-time? Um, yes. The, the thing that stops me every time is the money. 
because mm. you have to be on a constant grind, a constant hustle to make dance your full-time job. It's very yeah. doable. I know people who have done it, but there are also people who love to, to hustle and figure out what their next move is and how they're going to get to the next bag. And me, I'm like, that's great, but I just like to know where my bag is coming from, you know? <laughs> I like to know that I got this bag so that I can go get this bag, you know, <laughs> like, let me get this bag so I can go get a gate spade. Like, cool. So <laughs> I got that joke, but thank you for explaining it for the people. She needs to know where her paycheck is coming from so that she can go purchase, you know, a purse or a designer bag or whatever. That is. <laughs> it's the translation for me. I love it. I love it. Thank you. This is why we work. Uh, oh my gosh. Behind the scenes, you and I translate for each other on the regular, like our, oh our text threads. I'll be like, what does this mean? Or do people still say this? And then sometimes I'll say something to you that I think makes me hip and cool and trendy. Oh. And then you're like, wait, what? A couple of times I've gotten to teach you a word. It doesn't usually go that way, but every, every now and then, no, every now and then it's great. You make Although my we, day. Oh, well, thank you. You make my day and you make me cool. <laughs> so I, <laughs> you're welcome. Okay. I appreciate it. Listen, I get to be in meetings with the rest of the staff and throw something out or like drop something and only like maybe Sean will get it. And I'm like, that's yeah. right, guys. That's right. Cause I'm a millennial too. Okay. <laughs> okay, girl, we'll let you have it. That's what we're still doing. Do not make me bring up. The You're image. literally barely a millennial, but barely it counts. It's like, you know, that, you know, that phone charger that's hanging on by the very last wire and you have to twist mm -hmm. and turn it and put mm -hmm. it upside down under your pillow to work. That's you as a millennial. But she's still connected. But she, go ahead, girl. Go ahead. <laughs> you got it. You got it. And we love it. Uh, all right. I want to let people get to know you. So we're going to do, I'm going to ask you some questions and you just tell me the first thing that comes to mind. It can be. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you actually got me. I was going to say it can be silly, serious, whatever, but I don't think I have to explain that to you. I think you understand. I'm going to be serious for a second. Okay. Anyway. What's your favorite color? Red. Ah, that's it, no, it really is red. I don't know why I said purple earlier. My favorite color is red. Okay. Excellent. What's something you love? Mickey. Yes. Why? Where did this come from? You love Mickey <laughs> like nobody that I know, like not just Disney World, but like Mickey the Mouse. Well, like some people have superheroes. I have Mickey. And I think the first time I went to Disney World, I just loved how happy it was. Mm. And I never connected so much with a thing at all than when I was at Disney World because I'm always a happy person. And Mickey just embodies that for me. So whenever I see Mickey, it automatically makes me think happy, which is me. It makes me feel good about being me. I love it. What's something that you don't like? Mustard. I just don't like the I don't know if it. that's where you were going, but no, I just perfect. It. So much okay. so that when I was four, I used to eat honey mustard all the time until somewhere someone told me that it was made with actual mustard since then it's never tasted the same and then you don't now you don't eat anymore I despise mustard oh okay. god the smell can't touch it all right what's something that you're scared of creepy crawlies the spiders yeah. the bugs like roaches water bugs all of them they're just nasty mm -hmm. I know yes. I'm, they're more afraid of me than I am of them but it doesn't seem like it sometimes Chris know. had to come and kill a bug for me like Oh my goodness. It was several years ago. I remember. And it was, it was during COVID. It was during COVID girl. I had just broken up with my ex. I was trying really hard not to call him. And I was like, I just really can't get rid of this bug. It was raining. So of course it was like a big bug. And he was like, Ugh. I'm already out. Sure. I'll come by. And sure enough. He just grabbed a shoe and went for it while I was like crouched over on the couch. Help me. 
Help, please. Yeah. That's a good friend. He is. Introduces you to your church home and comes and kills you bugs. He's great. The best. That's Everybody awesome. get a Chris. <laughs> Everybody get a Chris. All right. What's a surprising thing that people wouldn't, that they don't know about you? Or they might be like, wait, what? A surprising thing. I did theater all throughout high school and musicals. And I actually won two awards for my performance as an elephant. <laughs> did you have lines? I did at the very beginning when I was not an elephant. Oh, I was part okay. of the narration for the first two minutes. And then after that, I was a circus elephant who was on trial because she killed a man. As a child, this was, was what called, kind of play were you doing as a kid? Were you elephant no, no, kills no, a man? Was, no, it was called no, it was Big Mary. Big Mary was the elephant. The elephant, Big Mary was on trial because she killed a man in the circus. Okay, but this was a was play for mean. children? It actually was written for first oh. graders. Okay. I was in high school doing it, but yeah, it was written for first graders. Wild times. Okay. Big Mary. All right. Mm -hmm. Is there, what is something surprising either about another staff person that people would be surprised to know or something that after coming on staff that you're like, oh, I did not expect this. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, first of all, me coming on staff, like, of course, when you see Pastor Naeem and he talks and he does his sermons, you know, he's funny and it's cool. Mm -hmm. the sermons work. I'm like, oh, that's cool. He was able to work that bit in. Ha, ha, ha. And then you talk to him and it's like, oh no, this is just him on a daily basis. He's really <laughs> just like going back and forth and bouncing and saying things that he doesn't even know is, are funny. But the funniest thing to me so far is the fact that he cannot pronounce Quenisha, my name. He yes. has a hard time with the, the qua sound. It literally looks like it's hurting him. Mm -hmm. And he'll try it every now and then just to, I guess, try to freshen up. And I'm like, no, man, just Q. I'm totally fine with that. I want you to only call me Q. He cannot do it. <laughs> it's a hard thing. Yeah. You're like, you laugh. actually get a pass. Please. Yeah, we had, um, we recently started something called Next, which is basically like we're revamping our growth track at Mosaic. Mm -hmm. You know this, but for the listeners and so it's every Wednesday and we always are telling people, we introduce ourselves and we talk about who else is on staff. And last Wednesday, he was talking about you and he was like, yeah, and we have um, Q and he looked at me and I could see behind his eyes. He was like, do I, do I, do I try to pronounce it? Are you going to jump in here? Are you going to help me out? And he oh, started no. and I was just like, Quinisha, Quinisha. Yes. We also call her Q. <laughs> it's okay. Thank you for saving him and for saving me because yes, I and everyone else thinking that. Yeah. And then someone's going to oh. come up to me and say, what, what's your name? That's exactly what I was going to say. People are going to come up to you with every kind of iteration of Quinisha yeah. and you're just going to have to be, I don't know, wearing a name tag or something. So got I got me. you. I got I you. <laughs> All right. What is a book that you're reading right now? Oh, it's called, actually just got one, Life and Death. It's actually the spinoff, not a spinoff. So it's the Twilight series, right? Okay. And Stephanie Meyer, 10 years later, revamped it and flipped the characters. So now instead of the guy being the vampire, it's a girl. And instead of the girl oh, being- Oh, it's a gender who, bend. That's, yeah, thank you. Couldn't think of it. Okay. She did that and swapped just about every role in the book. And that's so it's fun. not the original characters. It's the same storyline with different characters. They have different names. Got it. And they're swapped. So their personalities are a little different. The plot is more so the same, but since the personalities are different, it's still, it's a different kind of story because cool. now it's being acted out differently. So I like it so far. Good to know. All mm -hmm. right. Were you a big Twilight fan? Were, are? Yeah. 
Twilight, I'm definitely like the whole fantasy fiction realm, Twilight, the Harry Potter, once I, you know, got old enough and my grandma couldn't tell me what to do anymore. I was reading those books and watching the yep. movies. I love all of that because I live in a fantasy world myself. Yes. So when I get to read about all of these random things that I know could never happen, but it's so fun to think of, that's what I love. Awesome. Have you ever talked to Naeem and Ashley about the Twilight series? No. Do they love it? Yes. I knew they love Harry Potter because of the cat. Yes. I think Ashley, I think Ashley likes Harry Potter more. I think Naeem likes Twilight more. So talk to him. He <laughs> talk absolutely him about that. Wow. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. What's a song or album you're listening to right now? So many things. I listen to, I do just like you, I listen to a lot of Lizzo. Mm-hmm. Lizzo. My girl. One of my favorite songs right now, though, is called Energy by Tila Jane or Tyla Jane is okay. her name. But it's just a fun little poppy sound. And she's literally like, you know, working on my energy. She says, I'm cleaning up. I'm taking care of I, myself, and me. And it's just about her doing the things that make her feel good, working on herself. And because that's what's important. And I love it. It just makes me feel good. I'm about to look that up as soon as we get off of this call. Do it. That sounds like it's right up my alley. It is. It is. Awesome. Especially after the songs you've sent me. Oh my goodness. I added them all to my playlist, by the way. I have a whole playlist I'll send you. I titled I it. Send you mine too. It's called Get It, and it's all my like when I want to get hyped up, and that's I'm, yeah. I pulled those all off that playlist. I have several of them. One sure. is You're Amazing with a little star, or Sirius says You're Amazing shooting star. Whenever I ask that <laughs> play, <laughs> that awesome. one, and then I have one that's just called Mood. Mood. Yeah, that's the I have one, one that's, that's called Stop, which is the complete opposite of Get It. It's like when I really mm. need to be in my oh, feelings yeah. or like hear from God and get out of my mm. own head. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. All right. What is one last thing? If there's anything that you want people to know about you, about mosaic, about God, about purple, about anything about purple, <laughs> well, the origin of purple, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> um, well, no, I'd say about mosaic is that they literally, the church is exactly as you see it. It's not like a front where you'll see some places, churches, businesses, whatever. It's like, oh, this is their Instagram. It's just a highlight reel. This is just what they want you to see. They're not this fun. This isn't all this exciting. No, it's literally exactly all of that. The fun, the seriousness of bringing it back around to the sermons, the recaps, the jokes that are being told, the comments, like everything about everything you see is mosaic. They don't hide anything about who it is that they are. And I mean, I guess we are, cause I'm there, duh. But <laughs> that's one thing that I've always loved about it. Like even from my first time being there, I remember being in the room, looking around, like what's going on? I knew nobody completely wondering what was happening, but I just felt so comfortable and felt mm-hmm. like I couldn't leave. Like I had to be here because everything felt so real. And that's what I had been missing when you're part of like these huge churches, it doesn't always feel connected, even though they have smaller ways for you to connect. But with Mosaic, I never felt that. It's just a big old family and they are who they are, which is just the most amazing people in the world. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, thank I said, you. thank you. I said, thank you. Like I asked you to like hype Mosaic up and I didn't at all, but I'm saying oh, no. thank you because I probably am maybe sometimes a little too much, uh, emotionally connected. <laughs> and so, but that's why you're I always take it as a reflection of me, you know, no, to an extent. It's not of you, but that's why you're in the position that you are because you're so emotionally connected. That's 
that's what draws the people in because you are so emotionally connected that's one of the big reasons why I wanted to be here because you talked to me more than anybody on that call not that anybody wasn't talking but literally just because you knew my name and someone you knew told you about me and I was like oh wow like I felt seen the fact that you made it such a point to pronounce my name like I joke about (laughs) it but it's such a big thing because my name we know it's not that difficult but growing up you know in early 90s everybody can't do that and people just don't make an effort to do something as simple as say your name and the fact that you put so much effort into that one thing and didn't know anything about me that meant a lot to me and said a lot to me about you as a person and the community that you're involved in yeah so well like you just said it's it just takes a little bit of effort. It's a little bit of intentionality and it Mm -hmm. is, it's a way to see people. I used to know somebody that was very much about self-awareness and, you know, helping people live in freedom and all of this stuff, but she always pronounced people's names wrong. And it wasn't like she didn't know we would correct her and say, Hey, it's actually this. And then it was like, Oh, well, I can't be bothered or I don't care. or I like it this way Mm -hmm. better. And I'm like, how can you be so for people Mm-mm. and helping people to know who they are in Christ, but you don't understand that this connection of not being willing to go, Oh shoot, I made a mistake. I'm so sorry. And humility, like, let me learn how to pronounce this differently because yeah. your name is part of your identity. It's part of who you yeah, are. Exactly. And yeah. I think that's one of the underlying things that one of those unwritten rules, I guess you would say at mosaic is just an intentionality. We understand that details matter. And we understand that it's not just about like the details of the sermon or the worship song or all that, but it really is about people and seeing people. And if we can, that's why we provide so many different coffee creamers, even, you know, it's not, oh my goodness. Because it's the like, options are endless. they taste good, but we want to make sure that if you're, if you're dairy free, we got you. Like, if you don't want got a flavor, it. we got you. If you want sugar water with like a splash of coffee. Like we got you. We have to rewind because we have dairy free creamer now. I think so. Oh my goodness. If not, I have some. And so you come see me and you can have some of my stuff. Who has been holding out? I need to talk to someone. Mm-hmm. Mike. Okay. It's Mike. It's Mike. <laughs> yes. Uh, Quinesia, thank you so much for being here. I absolutely adore you. You are a treasure <laughs> of a human and I am Truly, truly. I know I kind of said it at the beginning, but you really have saved my life um, as far as work goes and just taking things off of my plate. But even if that was not the case, we would still connect and text and memoji as much as we do, because I really just am glad that you're in my life. My phone, when I went to look at storage options, one of the things that suggested me to delete were our text threads because of the memojis. Uh-huh. I have to do it all the time. <laughs> they do. Oh, I love it. I'm like, no, these are important. They're <laughs> staying here. But I love it. I absolutely love you. I love being here. I love being able to help you. Like, I love that I can help you and do things that I love at the same time. So thank you for yes, being you're- a friend. <laughs> <laughs> you're definitely leaning into not only who God made you to be, but the gifts that he's given you. And so Mosaic mm-hmm. is just lucky that we get to be the place that you use them. Yeah, I'm so glad. All right. I'm going to end this love fest, this little love session. We have Why? <laughs> you mean the listeners don't like it? Stop. They can be invited. We love y'all too. That's true. That's true. Hey, if somebody wants to be part of it, all you got to do is memoji cue or send me a gif and you are and in. in. You are in. You're in. <laughs> 
Uh, friends, thank you so much for being here. Listen, I know you probably hear podcasters say this all the time, but it truly does make a difference. If you subscribe or follow the show, it's going to be different depending on what platform you listen to. Um, and also leave a review. Basically when you do that, it tells the podcast world and the podcast people like, Hey, these conversations are worth listening to. And it, then they show becoming church to other people who are looking for podcasts or religious conversations or nuanced conversations. So that would really help us out. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.